Welcome to episode 120. Today we are talking about how to deal with grief of losing a child. Today's guest is Michelle Benio, a certified grief recovery specialist, early childhood educator and parent coach, and also the founder of Good Grief Parenting. Michelle's personal story led her to doing the work she does today. She lost her six-year-old son to cancer And at the time, her three-year-old daughter said, Mommy, half of me is gone. This heartbreaking statement defined Michelle's life purpose. Her mission is twofold, to help parents through the unimaginable challenges of parenting while grieving the death of a child, and to equip parents to meet the unique needs of a child who has lost a sibling in the early childhood years. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Michelle. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast. On December 9, 2022, Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, Single Parent Success Stories. Stories of accomplishments, challenges, and breakthroughs of single parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design. If you like to get a copy of the book, please follow links in the episode notes. All proceeds are going to the Kinship Charity. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Michelle Benio. She's a certified grief recovery specialist, early childhood educator and parent coach and the founder of Good Grief Parenting. After her six-year-old son died of cancer, her three-year-old daughter said, Mommy, half of me is gone. This heartbreaking statement defined Michelle's life purpose. Her mission is twofold, to help parents through the unimaginable challenges of parenting while grieving the death of a child, and to equip parents to meet the unique needs of a child who has lost a sibling in the early childhood years. The desire of Michelle's heart is to see families live forward after loss toward the future bright with possibilities and even joy. Welcome, Michelle. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Irina. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. So please share with us, you also mentioned that you are a single parent. Please share with us Mm -hmm. how you became a single parent and what challenges you faced on that journey. Um, Yes. Well, I 
I became a single parent actually very soon after my son died. And a lot of people kind of jumped to the conclusion there's there's a, a belief out there, and I don't necessarily think it's true. Um, I've never researched the statistics myself, but there's a belief out there that often marriages do fail after the, the death of a child. And I would say um, that's not necessarily true. Usually what happens, which was also the case in my divorce, was that there were cracks there before. And so we did get divorced soon after my son died but it really wasn't because of our journey. We went through our journey of his two and a half year battle with cancer and his death. We went through it very uh, tightly knit as a family of four. And as a couple, we were very supportive of each other. And in fact, even after our divorce, we were. Um, But I, but We had some cracks in our marriage beforehand, and there were some choices made. Um, My husband made some bad choices, I will just say, and uh, we ended up getting divorced. And so as I was raising my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter after her brother died, um, we it was her and me in our home, and her dad was still in her life, but I was her primary caregiver and raised her... um, you know, as co-parenting, but also sort of essentially as a single parent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what were what were some of the challenges that you faced, or was everything a smooth ride? Oh yes. Well, you know, everything was a smooth ride. No, not really. Um, you know, I think the, the one of the main decisions we made, and I and I will just say, um, you know, I was an early childhood parent educator. I when I when I became a parent in my um, you know my late thirties, and um, I was just so excited by that role. I went back to school and got my master's in family education and became an early childhood parent educator. So from the beginning, even before my son was ill, um, I had this focus on what was best for my children. So we were really attuned when we got divorced that we had, I particularly was, that I had this little girl who had lost her brother And now her dad was gone. So we went from a family of four to, you know, in her household, a family of two. And the most important thing was for her to have both of her parents supporting her. For me as her mom, the most important thing was to help her have a good relationship with her dad, even though, um, you know, I mean, this is a public forum. So I'll just say his mistake was the reason we got divorced, but we um, we parented her together and I didn't want her to, fo- I wanted her to focus on what a good man he was and what a good dad he was. And I just think that's so important for parents, no matter what the situation of the divorce is, it can be really tempting, especially if we harbor our own bit- bitterness to allow that to become part of what the child receives from us. And Uh, The child, I just think, really needs to have um, a good, as good as possible, a relationship with both parents. So that was a challenge um, more later in years than in the beginning. Um, 
but I think that is so important. My feeling really, I would, to be honest, was uh, when we got divorced was that finally I could be the, you know, I didn't have to be controlled. He was a bit, um, I don't want to paint it darker than it was, but a lot of my feeling, frankly, when we got divorced was that I was sort of liberated from, um, you know, having to do things his way. And the challenges, I think the biggest challenges were making sure that my daughter wasn't uh, affected adversely about that separation and about any feelings that I might have. Mm -hmm. And how, how old was your daughter when this happened? She was three and a half or, you know, about four. Her brother died when she was about three and a half. And her dad um, was out of our, our home, you know, before the end of the year. Her brother died in May. And so um, it was a lot of change for her all at once. But my feeling was, um, you know, I will just help her deal with all of this loss at once. You know, we're just going to deal with all of this at once. I didn't want to have a bad relationship going on in the home where I was trying to help her heal. And um, so, yeah, so we just, I just took that challenge on all at once. And what were some of the tools or you introduced to help your daughter deal with the is this? You know, I think the biggest thing, and when I talk, you know, I work with families who have experienced child loss and are um, going through family grief, families with young children. This is my focus is this early childhood age. And I think the biggest mistake that parents often make is to try to protect the child from the thing that happened that, you know, that upset their world and we can't keep them from it. She very well knew, you know, that her brother had died. She very well knew that her dad was gone. Um, I think the main thing that I did to try to help her was to just allow that to be a reality in our world and to say, we we don't like this, but this is what we have. And, um, you know, I, I helped her um find ways to to hold on to the good parts of both of those relationships of course she still saw her dad regularly um and with her brother as well it was important for her to remember him and to have good memories of him so two two things were to just uh talk with her when i was sad or when i was missing those people who were gone i was open about that with her um but you know, I also taught her that we are capable, we're going to get through this, we're going to heal from this. Um, one of the things that I share with families is kind of this idea of lemonade. And I'll just share this here, because it was a big part of what we did through the years with her as a little one that had this family reality that I just didn't want her to have. I didn't want her to be missing her brother. I didn't want her to not have her dad. You know, before all of this happened, we had this wonderful family of four. So I have this lemonade um, theory, if you want to call it a theory, this lemonade approach, which is we have this big, fat lemon. We do not want this big, fat lemon, but we have it. And so what are we going to do with it? 
we can either put it on the counter in, and say, I'm not going to deal with this lemon and it'll sit there and it'll start to rot and it'll start to stink. Or we can take this lemon and bite into it and it's bitter and it's sour and we can throw it against the wall and say, I don't want to deal with this lemon. Or we can say, okay, I've got this big fat lemon. What am I going to do with it? And you can slice it up and you can add some sugar and some water and you can taste it and say, is this good lemonade? And you can add some more sugar and you can just try to make something good out of it. And I've always told this story as uh, making lemonade, but you know, you could make a lemon pie, you could make lemon bars, whatever you want to do, but you have this lemon and you can do something with it. And so we you know, I approached it that way a lot, especially with the uh, absence of her brother, because, you know, the work I do is with uh, bereaved siblings who have lost a sibling and the impact that has on them. And it was so huge on her. You know, as you shared, she said, mommy, half of me is gone when her brother died. And so that's a big fat lemon. And there's nothing I can do about that lemon. So a lot of what we did was, as she was still young, was just, um, you know, I would just say to myself and sometimes even to her, we don't want this this way, but it's the way it is. So, you know, we're going to do this with it and just really tried to have that lemonade attitude about the lemon that we had. And then just, uh, as I say, with young children, we often don't talk to them about the hard things but they know the hard things are there. They're going through them too. And it's much more comforting for them with to, for, to know that you're going to help them through it and we're going to get through it. So um, this idea of, you know, we're on an adventure. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we're going to make the best of it. And then just being open about when it hurts um, are two things that I think are just really important for parents to do that I think were really helpful with my daughter. Just, we're going to take this challenge on and we're going to just do this and we can do this. Yes, I, I love your analogy with lemonade. And I think mm -hmm. it's so easy for the child to understand. Yes. You know, we yeah. don't have to take things in our life will happen but it's all a matter how we react to those things and i think by showing the lemonade example yes any situation there is a silver lining about it and it's mm -hmm. not about saying oh we dismiss we push the situation away it's mm -hmm. not be there but what if we can pick the good parts remember the good parts the relationships that we had because those are still there they're not yes. gas, they're still in our heart and I, I love that idea, lemonade. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and the fact that, you know, you don't shield. I know they're little kids, but we, we are raising future adults. If we think exactly that way, then. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's. Yeah. Yes. And that's how children build resilience. They build resilience from hardship and we can't protect them from hardship. They're going to have it. And so what we need to show them is this is what we do with it. This is how we, you know, rise above it. I mean, the other thing, it's an interesting, I also mentioned the, you know, the being on an adventure thing and 
that was something I did a lot with my daughter when things would go wrong, like something wasn't the way we expected it to be. And this wasn't just, you know, grief and loss related. This was just in life. And I'd say, well, we're on an adventure. And she got so used to that. I remember once when she was older and something happened and I got, you know, and I got discouraged by it. And she said, Ma, I mean, it was like, Mom, that's not like you. We're not supposed to get discouraged. We're supposed to, we're on an adventure. And she kind of reminded me. And so um, those are just ways to just really build that attitude of I'm capable. I can handle this. I don't have to like everything, but I can take everything on. And that just really helps children at a young age build such uh, resilience skills that will take them into adulthood in a much healthier and happier way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess the personal experience led you uh, do do the work that you do now by working with uh, families where there was a sibling that mm-hmm. passed away and mm-hmm. please elaborate how do you help people in that regard well you know i um as I told you, I went back and got my master's in family education when I became a parent. And then I had this wonderful job. I got to take my two kids to school to work with me every day at this, you know, early childhood program. And, um, and I thought my world was perfect. And I, and I was able to raise my two kids and spend every day with other parents like me with young children. And I was the one that brought the information and the knowledge and the, you know, the resources I Of course, I wasn't the only one with wisdom. They all had that. But uh, then my son got cancer and we were faced with this loss of dreams, of expectations. And no matter how well prepared I was for that or for early childhood, I wasn't really prepared you know, I, I hadn't gained from all, from getting my master's what I needed to get through that with her and when she or with both of them. But then especially when her brother died and she said, Mommy, half of me is gone. And knowing what I knew about um, early childhood development and all of the, uh, you know, identity development that goes on when we're that age, I knew that that was a true statement. And I didn't know what to do about it. And so my approach from the very beginning was, okay, I have to help her. She can't grow up with half of her gone. How do I do this? And I wasn't really able to find a lot of resources uh, for kids. This, you know, I need to say, um, this was 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. My daughter is now 26. Her brother died in 2000. So what I am doing now with Good Grief Parenting is it's a decision I made in the beginning, but it's a product of more than 20 years of learning about children's grief and loss, and particularly sibling loss, because Um, And older siblings who lose their siblings will tell you this, part of me is gone. As a three and a half year old, it was her developing identity that was suddenly ripped away before she even had a chance to, 
to really form it. And I knew that that was critical for her. Um, that would impact her for the rest of her life. And indeed it has. And so that was really my heart for my little girl who now had to grow up without her brother. And as it happened without her dad in the home, um, and what was I going to do with this? As a professional in early childhood, it just really focused me on the lack of resources. Even now, 20 years later, there are more resources for children going through grief and loss. Um, and there are more resources for siblings, although that is still a very overlooked group of grievers. I think anyone out there who's a bereaved sibling would tell you that. There is so little for this early childhood age. And so that's why I'm just really committed to this, because now I've seen her grow up from three and a half to 26. And I've seen all the points in her life where the loss of her brother at the age of three and a half had really impacted how she developed, who she is, how she um, how she navigated navigated socially, what her self-concept is. Um, so many things about her life were impacted by losing her brother at the age of three and a half. And so, um, yeah, I, I became committed to this in the beginning when I couldn't find the resources. And now I've had the chance to see, uh, you know, all the touch points. So the thing that I do that's different than a lot of other people who work with families after child loss is that I really help parents parent and prepare uh, the child and themselves for the lifetime of the impact of that grief. It isn't just about coping with the loss at the time that it happens, which is what you know, grief support groups are really good with helping you with the loss, but it's that long-term trajectory of what grief is going to be in your life as a parent, but more importantly, in the sibling's life, because she goes through so many developmental phases and changes where that grief changes and evolves with her. And that's what I help parents help their children with. I think you're doing such an important mm. work and so very needed. Yeah, if, thank you. If you had an opportunity, what kind of advice would you give to single parents? You know, I think the biggest thing really is for single parents to have hope and optimism, you know, to foster that with our children. We don't always know where what we need is going to come from, but have that optimistic um, view that, you know, we're going to, we can do this as a single parent, you can do this. You need to find the resources that you need and just be sure that you look for those, that you find those. I just love Irina that you are doing this podcast because that's exactly what you are for single parents. So, you know, listen to this podcast, find the places where other people who are uh, walking your journey have, have walked and are sharing what they've learned. And just this, um, you know, camaraderie of knowing that a lot of us who are single parents um, find resources that we can share, have stories that can encourage. And as a single parent for you to know that you have your own wisdom 
and your own resources and wherever you feel you need support, go find it. You know, listen to this podcast, tell Irina, can you find someone who can talk about this topic? Cause I need help with that. And, um, and then see who she, who she discovers, but yeah, just really make sure you have the support you need and, and trust your own wisdom as well. I like that. Thank you. Uh, because oftentimes we trust other people's opinions mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. our own, especially when we are brand new single parents and we are yes. our way into this new uh, way of life. We find ourselves lost sometimes. And this mm-hmm. is how this podcast started because there was no resources like that. Mm-hmm, and li- mm-hmm. At least in my immediate area. Now it's more common and there are so many support groups available, mm-hmm. but you Ray, you really uh, pulled out such an important piece, though, Irina, and that is because the same thing happens when people are grieving. You know, when I lost my son, I had never experienced that before, and I somehow thought there was a correct way for me to do this grief, especially as a parent with a young child. I was afraid of doing the wrong thing for her sake as well as my own, and I learned that there is not a right way that however I was grieving was the way I was supposed to grieve. The main thing when we're doing these journeys, whether it's, um, you know, death or whether it's loss of a loved one through death or whether it's loss of a relationship through divorce, is to know that what you need to do and what you're doing is okay. You don't need to do it. You know, people who try to tell you there's a certain way to be a single parent, um, you know, you can kind of, it can be crazy making to, to have this feeling that you want to do something a particular way and someone else tells you, you should be doing something different. So it really, I, I love that you reiterated that message of trusting yourself because that's how you're going to have the confidence to make the best of your situation as a single parent is by not second guessing yourself every time someone gives you advice. Some of that advice might be wise, but your own gut feeling is very wise as well. Yes, yes. What would you say uh, is the most important trait to instill in a child? Two things. One really is um optimism and the other is just capability this idea that um that they are that they are capable all of the ways that you can give them an opportunity to solve a problem or that you can give them an opportunity to face something you are the support for them but they are capable and i think that that's just huge and if if they feel capable they're also going to feel optimistic about their future because they're going to know they can take it on. So I think that's the biggest thing, not not always doing for them, not always giving them answers, but um, helping them discover what do you think would be the thing to do now? Um, you know, what can you do about this situation and helping them feel capable? Oh, I like that. I haven't heard that one before. Mm-hmm. Capability and optimism. Mm-hmm. Yes, optimism. Yeah have the ability to see the silver lining or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. positive. Sometimes, uh, where did I hear this? Michael Beckwith says, what is presently good here that I cannot see? Yes, but yes. 
negative mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. immediately. We feel upset. We feel triggered. But if we take a moment to pause to, to think about Yes, yes. And I have the power, you know, I have the power to find the good thing. And then I have the power to follow through and make, make it a better thing. That is, yep, that's empowering for us and for our children. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your personal superpower? You know, I, I think that it is um, finding the encouragement in a situation. And, uh, you know, there, a lot of people can find information. I think what I do is put the uh, pull out the positive spin on that information and the encouragement. And when I work with families, the encouragement that they can do it differently, they can do it their own way, they can do it. I think that's my superpower. I love that. (laughs) That's incredible. Is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to share? Uh, You know, I don't think so. I think the message of our conversation today is really the most, you know, is really that um, message of finding the support that you need. I hope that your listeners, uh, you know, many of them have not lost a child. I hope not many of them have, but certainly anyone in that situation, uh, you know, I am a support for you to get through that really difficult um, loss situation. And we're just, you and I both are just really bringing the idea of encouragement and finding the support you need. And I think that is the main method message that your audience, uh, that I would like for them to hear and for them to be hopeful and encouraged by the situation they find themselves in. Um, and if it's loss of a child that carries so many um pains and dark places, but that's not the end of the story. And so I just really would love for you to reach out to me or if you know anyone who has lost a child and is raising young children now with that um, just tremendous, unthinkable heartache, um, please reach out to me. I, I am just here to talk with talk with anybody that needs that conversation and um and I'm available for that through my link tree um, link, which is just link tree uh, slash good grief parenting. So yeah, just get the support you need. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And other than the link tree, is there any other places that uh, people can find you? Yes, my website is goodgriefparenting.com. I also have a good grief guide there that's just very good for any adults who want to help young children through grief of any kind. And so pick that up from my website. And I'm on Instagram at goodgriefparenting. So really, um, goodgriefparenting is where you're going to find me in social media. And, uh, and please do do that. My link tree link is in Instagram. Um, but yeah, that and I encourage you to reach out, I would just love to connect with anyone who feels that I could uh, be helpful in conversation with them. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. Uh, we will include all of the episode links 
in in episode notes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Irina. Very nice to meet you and talk with you today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you because you are limitless.